0: We go out to the leadoff hotline to talk with my friend Craig Brown. You can read his work on Royals Review and Baseball Prospectus. You can give him a follow on Twitter as well, at Brown underscore BP. Craig, how you doing this morning, man?
1: I'm good, Brandon. Thanks for having me on
0: today. Absolutely. It's fantastic to have you on once again. So let's start with last night's starter, because I think Brad Keller is becoming a bit of a disappointing story this year, which is not something I anticipated. Uh, he's not throwing strikes. He's got the lowest strikeout to walk ratio in the league among qualified starters. Craig, you watch this team as much as anybody. What have you seen that's gone wrong for Brad Keller this year?
1: Yeah, he's just having a heck of a time with the control. I mean, it's it's just it's really something that you know I don't think anybody really saw coming. With the walks last night, you know, the the second inning, of course, was just a, a massive struggle for him where he threw, I, I think it was like 30 pitches to get through the inning. Walked uh, a few batters in that inning. Overall, he's approaching six walks per nine innings. I mean, that's, that's a massive, mm. massive amount. I haven't checked, like, the leaderboards or anything like that, but, I mean, if he's not number one, he's got to be knocking on that door. Yeah, he's
0: number two right now, um, right behind you, Darvish.
1: <laughs> yeah. And we all know that you Darvish has, has struggled like yeah. crazy. Um, yeah, not good company for him. Um, so it, it's just, it, it, it's hard to say because, you know, last night he kind of, he kind of bounced back and, and I know that Ed and his post game comments said, you know, that, that he was, was pleased with how he kind of recovered after that struggle of the second inning. And he did kind of seem to right the ship a little bit. Um, it, it's just it, it's it's weird for him. It just kind of falls apart. Um, you know, I'm not seeing anything. You know, from from like a delivery standpoint, motion standpoint, that, that's going on. It's just that that he's having a hard time finding the strike. And when he loses it, man, he loses it. Right. I mean, I mean he was throwing some pitches in that second inning that were just had no shot. I mean, just way outside. Um, so, you know, I, I mean, the Royals have to solve this. I mean, you know, he's not he's not an ace. as like, you know, you say, hey, this is one of the best pitchers in the league. But, you know, he's certainly one of the most important pieces of this Royals rotation. So they they got to unlock this inconsistency and, and, and get him locked back in.
0: So I find it interesting because I'm looking at the numbers right now, and these aren't the end-all be-all. But Danny Duffy's got a 4-0 ERA, basically. Uh, Homer Bailey's at a 5-4, but he doesn't matter moving forward, obviously. Jacob Junis at a 5'8. Jorge Lopez at a 6'3 right now. Brad Keller at a 4'7. And he, like you just said, he can't find the strike zone. Listen, I'm the last one to call for a coach's job. I'm the last one to suggest that this is all on a pitching coach or something like that. But at some point, do we have to ask the question of is the pitching coach that's in there right now the right guy to be able to develop these young pitchers? And if that's the case, like you got to fix that here pretty soon, don't they?
1: Yeah, I think it's a fair question, uh, although, you know, I, I, I struggle with how much influence a pitching coach has at this level, Okay, but you're you're, you're right. I, I mean, you've got to see progress. You can't have mass regression, which is kind of what we're seeing right here. I, I mean, those guys, those five guys that you listed, can you honestly say that anyone has taken a step forward or even maintained what they were doing last year? Um, you know, no, you can't say that. So, so, you know, the, the coach is always the, the easy target, you know, may or may not be justified. I'm, I'm not there quite yet, but, you know, I, I mean, and partially because it's, it's like these arms, I mean, you got Keller, a a rule five guy, you know, Junis, uh, you know, I, I never really thought of him as anything really more than like a number four type starter. Um, Lopez you know kind of the same so it's it's not like you know you've you've got these these guys that are like you know say the Danny Duffy pedigree right sure. like hey we're looking at a bunch of number 1 number 2 type starters here but still you got to you know figure out a way to excel with what you're working with and and right now these guys are just kind of not getting it done
0: we're talking with Craig Brown. You can read his work on Royals Review and Baseball Perspectives. You can give him a follow on Twitter as well. You should do so, at Craig Brown underscore BP. So we got out the hard part of this, that being the rotation. The lineup has actually been a little bit more fun to watch than I expected this year, Craig. Um, I want to ask you about the story from earlier this week, which was, of course, Nicky Lopez making his debut. We are now through four games. He's batting 375. He's getting on base almost at a 50% clip. Is this pretty much what you expected from Nicky Lopez early on?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm crazy impressed with, with with how he's handled himself so far. Um, you know, I, 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 it's small sample size and everything, but he's doing everything that the Royals hoped for. And and you know, I thought it was a little bold to put him in at number two in the in the in the lineup. Uh, you know, fresh up from AAA, it's worked perfectly. Uh, he fits right in. Um, you know, I, I've been excited. I've I been as excited to watch him play than any prospect in, you know, recent memory um, just because of the way that he takes his at-bats. I mean, the guy is a grinder. He, he's just he's fun to watch. He's he walks. Battled. Craig, he's, they have a guy that walk. walks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He walks and he doesn't strike out. You know, I mean, I, I, I saw him go down swinging last night. I was like, oh, man, you know, I mean, that's notable, <laughs> right? Because that's not supposed to happen. Uh, yeah, he's only struck out twice in his 19-plate appearances so far. He doesn't look overmatched or overwhelmed. I mean, you know, again, we got to kind of temper our expectations, I think. He's a, he's a very good player. He's not, you know, like a savior of this team. Sure. But he's a guy that's a, that's a great fit, um, you know, for any team, really, uh, up the middle. So, you know, I, I mean, it, it's, it's been a great start for him. I'm I'm, I'm super excited to, to see what happens uh, going forward.
0: So I was thinking kind of big picture the other day, Craig, and I put together a list because I was like, you know, it, it feels like this team's not maybe as far away as I expected them to be at this point of the season. I was just kind of going position by position. I was like, all right, catcher, you feel like Salvi's kind of your answer there. Second base now, you feel like you filled with Nicky Lopez, at least for the foreseeable future. Mondesi is certainly your shortstop of the future. I feel like based on what we've seen this year, at least for next season, Hunter Dozier is going to be playing third. You got Witt somewhere in the outfield. Jorge, Jorge Soler is probably going to be your DH at least for the next year or so. I, it feels kind of to me, Craig, and you can correct me if you disagree. It feels like at least six of next year's nine position players are kind of already written in stone into the lineup that if you're a Royals fan, that's got to feel pretty good for you right now, based on obviously the record, not what you hoped, but that's kind of a successful start to the year.
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I mean, I, I, think that this, um, you know, it's really interesting how this team is, has kind of folded together and, and you know, how strong that top half of that lineup has been. Um, I, I, I think that, uh, yeah, the, the, the future offensively looks good. I, I, they've struggled lately. They've had a difficult time scoring runs. I think a team like the Royals is, is going to kind of run into that from time to time. Uh, other than their 11-run outburst on Tuesday, they've had games. Well, they haven't scored more than three runs, you know, in a week aside from that game, or uh, you know what I mean? Uh, right. <laughs> but so, but but. Uh, you, you know, it's, it, it, is a, it is a good lineup. It's a, it's a fun lineup to watch. It, it's, it's a reason to tune in. But, you know, you, we can talk about the lineup, and, yeah, that's a positive. But, uh, unfortunately, the counterbalance, the, the pitching is, you know, not there, which is why they're, you know, in last in, in the American League right. overall with a 333 winning percentage. Uh, they, 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 they got to, you know, balance this out somehow. Um, but, though, you know, it's, it's nice, though, at least that they can move forward with the lineup feeling pretty well set. They don't need to do a lot of, uh, a, a lot of adjusting or any kind of overhaul on it because uh, these guys are going to be here for a while.
0: Final question for Craig Brown. You can read his work on Royals Review and Baseball Perspectives and follow him on Twitter at Brown underscore BP. Craig, yesterday Alex Gordon told Jeffrey Flanagan that he is actually starting to lean towards another season of playing baseball only if that season is here in Kansas City. Would that be something you're interested in?
1: Uh, I mean, the way he's played this year, absolutely. <laughs> and, and he's not blocking anybody. Um, you know, I. I uh, somebody asked me the other day, you know, uh, what's, what's Alex Gordon going to do next year? And I said he's going to do whatever he wants to do. And, and if, if he wants to be back in Kansas City, I, I think that there's a way to get him back. Um, I think, uh, you know, I, I know that the Royals would probably love to have him back, just from the experience standpoint. They value experience, leadership. You know, he brings that, a, a character guy, obviously, into the clubhouse. Um, and, and if he's producing this the, the way that he's produced, I mean. We're excited about the young guys. We're excited about Nicky Lopez, about Whit Merrifield, about Adalberto Mondesi. But for me, one of the best stories so far in the early going has been the literal rebirth of Alex Gordon as an offensive force. Uh, it's it's been it's been really fun to see. I'm I'm super stoked that, that this guy is getting out there and and making the most of this opportunity in in the final year of his deal. I was thinking that he would hang it up at the end of this year. But, mm-hmm. but you know, I was not surprised to, to see uh, those, those comments in that, that Flanagan article this week. Um, and, and you know, I, we'll, we'll see how it plays out, obviously. There's still a lot more baseball to go, but I would not be surprised to see him back uh, next year. And, and it makes sense. The only place that he wants to be is Kansas City. It makes he, total sense.
0: He is Craig Brown. You can read his work. Royals Review is the place to find it, as well as at Baseball Prospectus. You can give him a follow on Twitter, at Craig Brown underscore BP. Craig, always appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for hopping on with us this morning. Thanks a lot, Brandon. You bet, man. That is Craig Brown joining us here on the leadoff on 610 Sports Radio.